Welcome, welcome to today's Coffee and Clarity Chat. Your host, Robin Chevry here, business and clarity coach. And today I am interviewing the incredible Queen Chioma, who is an international motivational speaker, TV presenter, PR and media coach, and her mission is to teach, speak, and heal. Um, so Queen, welcome to the show today, and tell me, what does that mean for you, that mission? I love that. Thank you so much, Robin. It's such a pleasure to be on your show, and oh, that was such a beautiful introduction. Um, well, that's such a good question. I think that my whole mission with this Teach, Speak, and Heal is most certainly to, in, in regards to teaching, I feel like I'm called to teach and to share like motivational messages, to share my PR and media messages, to share messages on success and motivation. But then with the speaking, I believe I'm called to, you know, be on stages and make that impact, not just in the UK, but in different countries. So I love the idea of going out and being on stage and, you know, really getting out of my comfort zone to empower young people, to empower women, and just to empower the wider world in in any way that I can and then when it comes to the healing part I believe I'm meant to heal people through songs so I love singing I love to record songs which I haven't done in a while actually but I do have an EP and I used to perform a lot and so I do hope to go back to the studio so I just want to in a way bring that healing through songs and also through my faith in God I believe that God will also use me to bring healing whether that's physical healing in terms of praying for people, whether that's just helping them in terms of their mindset or their emotions. And so I feel like having compassion and showing people love and, you know, praying for people can also be another way to, you know, to be used for that healing process for others. I love that all of this, all of this. And Thank you. Um, <laughs> one thing that, you know, really grabbed my attention when you said about speaking, because I just, you know, we, mm. Everyone kind of in my space, you know, we're learning a lot on the internet. We're following people online. We're watching people, um, you know, yes. do, do live videos, but there's something different about being at a live event and listening to a speaker and being in a room full of people who are all there to kind of learn the same thing as you and just be in that energy. Mm. Like it's, it's so impactful and you can get such an energetic shift in just, you know, a, a couple of hours even sometimes or a weekend um, exactly. sort of and it's, yeah, it's just a, a massive impact that that makes. So I love that, that you're in that arena. Um, so tell me, Thank Queen, you. how got started in all of this? Like, tell me, you know, your background and where this all came from. Yes. Oh my goodness. I think that where it came from was, I mean, I definitely think there were some pivotal moments, but there was one moment in particular when I was, uh, literally around 2008 so around 2008 I oh no I think it was 2010 so around 2010 I remember receiving a phone call from a woman in Cyprus and she you know was from an organization that dealt with everything to do with music and um to do with like artists and so what she wanted was for me to fly up to Cyprus and join this girl band prior to this time I just finished my degree about two years ago two years before <laughs> Sorry. And I also remember that I had this like, you know, desire to do some speaking. So I did do a little bit of speaking and I organized a couple of motivational seminars. But I really think that that Cypress phone call on 
and it was actually on Good Friday. I remember it like it was yesterday. Picked up the phone and it was like, hi, you know, my name is, and she went into this whole discussion about like, she knows I'm the person that's meant to join this girl band and I need to move out instantly. And, you know, can you be out here, you know, within two days? And I had so much to, in a way, lose, but at the same time, so much to gain. So it looked like an opportunity of a lifetime. I did research into it. I spoke to a girl that was doing it and she was like, yep, it's legit. It's real. This is, you know, I've been doing things like this for a long time. So I was like, oh my goodness, I was going to be paid and everything. But I think that what I realized were two things. When all the excitement wore off, I realized that number one, there was still more work to be done in the UK. And number two, I spoke to my mum's friend and he said to me, if you don't end up going, he said, actively seek opportunities. And I think that that was the word I needed to hear. It wasn't that I had to go to Cyprus and join the girl band for eight months and pack up and leave the UK. But it was that whatever I'm doing now, step it up, like step it up 10 times by a hundred times. You can do so much more. And so I decided to take that path and I started to apply for auditions. I started to just put myself out there in a big way because I didn't want a situation where I, I didn't go for an opportunity. And then in the end, I just sitting around doing nothing. I wanted to prove that I still am going to be very passionate about opportunities. And so in the end, I did decide to organize more events and I put myself forward for TV things. And by the time I knew it, people started to book me to, to basically speak at their events and to, because they saw I was serious and they saw that I had connections and I was, you know, I was always saying yes to opportunities. And by the time I knew it, I was booked. Like I, I had 25 bookings in just months and it was to either sing or to speak. And it would be all these amazing events. And I even got to the point where I got to speak at the house of parliament. And so, and that's like the white house in America. So mm-hmm. it was just, you know, one thing after another. And I think that's how it all began. Amazing. That's so incredible. <laughs> so I don't Thank know you. if I've, I've ever asked you this or we've ever talked about it, but it sounds to me like, you know, just knowing a little bit about your background and, and where you've come from that, you know, mm-hmm. um, you haven't really had much for like traditional, like office jobs or, or things like that. Um, would you say that's correct? Or have you always kind of been in a different, different kind of yeah. Great. I think that's such a good question. I mean, I definitely have had traditional jobs, but I guess I didn't have it for too long. Mm-hmm. So I've had quite a few jobs. Like I started off working in Clinton cards, <laughs> which is so funny because that reminds me of like literally teenage years. I was like 17. Yeah. And then I went on to French Connection and then it was Selfridges and, mm-hmm. and then it was Jane Norman. And so I did all the retail thing. I did lots of retail stores in Oxford Street and um, in the UK, all these big flagship stores. And then mm-hmm. from there, I started to, you know, I finished off uni because I was studying at the same time. So I was working part time. I ended up, I was always a freelance hairdresser. So this is the thing. I actually had a gift in hairdressing. So I had all these clients. So in a way, eventually I realized I was, I don't really need a job. Like, even though I was doing it, I always used to feel like, I don't need a job. I, I'm talented. I can just do hair for the rest of my life and make money that way and open a salon. Yeah. But I think I had, you know, with the fact that I did study at university, I did want to use my degree and I didn't want to just be a hairdresser, even though I love hair. (laughs) Um, And I still want to have a salon one day, but I did want to use the degree that I had and and my master's that I ended up having. So I wanted to use these degrees. I didn't really know 
um, where I wanted to go in regards to my career, I, I got to a point where I realized that this isn't for me. I worked in some nurseries, like worked with children, for example. I ended up going into working in a college as an exam officer. I ended up working in admin, lots of admin companies and doing working for housing companies and so on and so forth. But then one day I, I remember saying to myself, God, please, I was praying. I was like, Lord, I don't want to do this. I just want to work for myself. Please let me work for myself, please. And so that tugging was always pulling at me. And then um, I remember when I left my last job in education, I remember that I ended up being um, in the right place at the right time. So I got this TV presenting job by being at this um, TV presenting opportunity. And I didn't expect to be put forward for anything. It was a meeting. I was, you know, kind of like supporting someone, but they said to me, what about you? Like, are you interested in presenting? Cause I think you'll be great. And it was like, Whoa, like, where did this come from and he goes can you come back tomorrow I'd love to interview you and I just decided to just go for it and I think that was like the biggest breakthrough of my life because once I started to go on that tv channel which was called Ben TV I have been on that tv channel for years and so I do believe that the traditional jobs thing in a way it was it was fun and I loved it but at the same time I knew I wasn't called to be a career woman I knew I was called to be an entrepreneur and I had to follow the feeling eventually yeah I think that's so interesting because all the entrepreneurs that I speak to it's like we just have this thing inside of us that mm. tells us right like yes you're <laughs> meant to be free you're meant to do this you know the way that you um you want to right and you know do life that Correct. way as our business it always ends up being so much more than just like a business. It's, it's like our baby. It's an extension of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the way we were meant to live life and the way we were meant to do it is, is through entrepreneurship <laughs> and helping other people. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just know it. And it's that calling in a way. <laughs> yeah. So I want to switch gears a little bit and go deeper with you because I remember one of the first times we ever actually connected was um, through the She is Unstoppable book and some of the work that you were doing with us there and um, yes. one of the videos you were talking about. And I love that you are, you know, obviously, you know, TV, media, all of this stuff, we think of like, okay, put on the face and, and, and get on, right? And, and get on mm. stage. But yeah. I think you're just so willing to like share and be open. And you also talk a lot about like the spiritual side of things and how mm -hmm. to manifest things, which I think there's so many people are like, okay, well, here's, you know, your, your seven steps to X, Y, and Z. Like, here's how you could get on the media. But for you, you're like, you know, you have to set the intention first. And I just really resonate with that because I do so much of that in my own work. And I was like, yes, yeah. I love that. It's like, it has to start there. Right. So exactly. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you feel like that has impacted you know, your work, your business, um, the work that you do with, with your clients and that kind of thing. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Oh yes. I remember how we met and it's been so wonderful to, to know you and connect and congratulations with your book, by the way. Yes, thank you. Yay. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I definitely love what you said about like, in a way, having the spiritual side and, you know, also in a way, the, uh, one of the things I really discovered is that I can work and work and work in regards to PR. I can put my clients forward for interviews and 
try and get them into magazines and onto TV. And then I could also do, try and do the same for myself, but without like praying or journaling or whether it be, you know, visualizing my success and without the affirmations, I'm going nowhere fast, you know? So I, I really have realized over time that I do need to take it seriously to, to make sure that I am really working on my inner game, my mindset, and, um, and that I'm not like neglecting that because sometimes I've done all the work, but I don't see results. And it's because I haven't made space for my faith. I haven't put my faith in this. And so I really feel like it's impacted me in terms of, in a way, the speed things happen a lot quicker when I, you know, cling to my faith. And, um, and I also think it becomes more enjoyable, enjoyable and more fun and more like there's more ease and flow. And um, I love ease and flow. <laughs> yes. I think like, it's so interesting to me because, you know, I see people saying, well, you can't have a business that's not hard work and all of that. And it's like, well, yes, you know, hard work is important in our businesses, but this stuff has to come first because we can put in all of the hard work and, you know, just, and, just go to town. But if we exactly. don't have that, yeah, if we don't have that connection, that ease and flow in the beginning, then we're just putting in all the work. And exactly like you said, like it speeds things up sometimes to slow down, which is just crazy. But um, it's like the back. <laughs> but <laughs> most certainly, I, exactly, I do agree one hundred percent. Love it. So Queen, tell me what you think you would say is probably your hardest um, or your biggest struggle, like becoming an entrepreneur, um, maybe in business or something you learned about yourself in this entire process. Oh, that is, oh, I love that one. I definitely think that my biggest struggle was, I mean, I guess it's people really. I think that people have so much expectations. And sometimes it's like, how do you please everyone? So you want to please your mom, you want to please your clients, and then you have to follow your own path. And I think that's been the biggest struggle of all. I can totally relate to that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so many expectations and you feel like, what do I follow? What do I do? And, um, and then you just have to follow your dreams and your heart. Yeah. Or you'll never be happy. So I think yeah. that has been the biggest challenge, like just being able to know that I have all these, like my two degrees, but still feeling that feeling to go in my own way, mm -hmm. in my own path and just not having to, in a way, be controlled by people. Yes, it's so true. And I, I love that you said like, it's the only way to be happy. And it's just because I talk a lot about people pleasing and it's something that I, you know, I still catch myself doing sometimes. Um, but it's just mm, yes, trying exactly. to live up, yeah, live up to other people's expectations of like who we are supposed to be. But I think a lot of it comes from, we have taught them that that's who we are, right? Mm -hmm. So we've hidden a certain version of ourselves because we're afraid to be judged or afraid to chase our dreams. And then all of a sudden we're like, no more. And we put our foot down exactly. and we do it. And they're like, who are you? Who is this person? Right. And it's, <laughs> Um, it's, yeah, it's really interesting when that happens and we tend to have people who, you know, start to mm. pull away energetically from us or there's conflict. And, and I think so many women, Definitely. especially women who are people pleasers go through that, um, when they're, they're like stepping up and stepping into their power and just going after it, which is, 
you know, I think something to be just be expected that's going to happen and know that that's part of the process. Um, so did you, do you feel like you experienced yeah. any of that? Like people falling out of your life? Oh my goodness. Indeed I did. I mean, sometimes it was like, you know, I could have the best friendships or relationships with people. And because I just wanted to do things my way, I noticed that they would, so, I mean, it's so weird because sometimes I'd feel like they look, they, they're just looking down on me because I don't have a corporate job. And before they thought, like, the funny thing is, like, I've had, I had a time where I went back into employment for one year. You, you should have seen the difference. Like, oh my God, I'm your best friend again. Or I'm your best, you know, the best family member again. But then the minute I went back out with employment and focused on entrepreneurship again, it was like, they just went really cold and weird. And so I definitely think that I have had some, you know, even if they didn't like leave entirely, just their energy towards me changed. Yeah. And that was, that, that has been painful sometimes because you want love, you want that acceptance. But at the same time, it also helped me to remember that you can't please everybody. My, my grandma used to always say, I will not displease. Like, I don't want to please others and displease myself. And I loved that. And I used mm -hmm. to, I, that, I've hit that in my heart. And I just want to follow my calling because I know that when I finally get to a certain level, they're going to all come, you know, along and say, oh my God, congratulations, you made it in the end. So they're like, it's like JLo, like everyone rejected yeah. her. Her mother, like she had to move out and everything. But now look at her, like her mum's her biggest cheerleader in the, you know, whenever she does her concerts, her mum is like, whoa, that's my daughter, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of a thing. So they, they have that temporary pain. But the, in a way, the healing that will come in the long run will just be 10 times more immense. Like, it will be so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I mean, who says we were here to please other people anyway, right? Like, <laughs> let's exactly. just go out and live our lives. And if they like us, they yeah. like us. And if they don't, they don't, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, after all, I mean, we're all going to, like, choose to live where we want. We're going to have you know the husbands or the um, cars or whatever we want to do we have that freedom whether we want to move pack up and move to Italy so mm -hmm. we're never gonna you know always be around the same people anyway because we have different desires and choices and and, and decisions to make so true so true mm -hmm. so Queen, what would you say is your biggest your biggest achievement so far so do you mean like in terms of entrepreneurship or just in general? Um, I would say in general, what is the thing that like that you're the most proud of that you've created? Now, yeah, I mean, I definitely would say, I, I have to say it's my master's degree because mm. there was a time where it looked like I wasn't going to get my first degree. Um, mm. I had to, you know, I was studying law. I was trying to become a lawyer and that, that in itself is another story. And, um, it was like, I was trying to be something that I, I, it just wasn't me. And so when I changed my degree to mass communications and sociology, that was like more of me. Mm -hmm. And I just ended up, you know, graduating successfully. And I think I was like, wow, when you live to please others, you'll be miserable. When you live to please yourself, you'll be happy. And so I definitely believe that also was part of the, the, the thing that made me want to go out there and speak to young people and speak to women and make that impact with speaking because I realized that I need to teach people to stop 
living for others and use their gifts and talents to change lives but but not like follow your your dreams and success is really a subjective thing like you all have a different view mm. on success if you want to live on a farm and if you want to you know live a quiet life do that if you want to live a life where it's like loud and really full of like hollywood life with glamorous cars and shoes and you know the handbags then live that way we all have a different desire so i think that was my biggest success because um going on to achieve the masters was the biggest success for me because i didn't think i'll get the first degree and then i ended up with two so to me it touches my heart not just because of myself but because i've been able to use it to do the speaking and to give back in that way I love that. I love it. Um, Thank you. So tell me what it, what are you working on right now? What is big and happening in your life at the moment and your business? Ooh, I love that. Um, okay. So I definitely think I'm working on putting myself out there with speaking gigs. I've been doing loads this year. And I, I basically got booked for a solid week and I've done loads of sessions on that week with lots of different students at a university. And, and then I'm hoping to do a lot more. I've been booked for other speaking gigs. So this year to me is the year of speaking and going back into television in a bigger way. Another thing that I really want to do is I did write a book. I want to write my second book. And um, my book is called Fresh Success. <laughs> and so yeah, that's my, I wrote my first book, got it published on Amazon. Want to get another book out there. But this time I'm looking like, I mean, you know one of those like, best-selling books and book launch everything I want to go big with it and it's going to be on confidence and charisma mm. um, so that's something I'm working on my second book for this year and then another thing I'm really working on is I'm also working on really trying to get my PR media bundle out there that's like my in a way it's a bit like a spotlight course that I really feel is meant to be this the course to help like hundreds of thousands of women over you know, a, a period of time with PR, because I see some of the people in the media world and I honestly sometimes cringe oh, at no. the lack of quality when it comes to the media world. The celebrities that go, that go on to television, sometimes I'm like, we're just watching trash. Like who cares about this rumor and this gossip and like I want to see women entrepreneurs on television on radio I want to see them in newspapers I want them because they are sharing like empowering stories and messages and I just don't think that women get enough visibility and so that's why I create the bundle so that it will be something that women could always access to just keep on you know increasing their visibility so these are the main things um and I guess also hosting maybe like one or two VIP events as well. Oh, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. I love your mission to get women entrepreneurs in media and get them more visible because I think there's so many women out there that really do have an impactful message. And, you know, you're right. We are surrounded by, you know, this trash and gossip and things like that in the media and magazines and all of that. And it's not to say everything is like that, but we need to surround ourselves with so mm. much better information and better, you know, just be inputting so much better things into our brains <laughs> on a exactly. basis. So um, <laughs> I love that. So where is the best place if our audience wants to look you up, reach you, um, get in contact with you and get some PR media help? 
Yes. <laughs> well, lovely people listening. Um, I definitely think that you can, well, I don't think, I know <laughs> that you can find me on my website, um, which is www.queenchomamedia.com. Um, and I'm also on Instagram and that's at Queen Choma and Facebook, just type in my name as well, Queen Choma, and you'll see me pop up there as well. And um, yeah, definitely say hi to me because I'd love to hear from you and um, it'd be so wonderful to connect. Awesome. Yeah. And well, of course, we'll get all your links and everything um, in the information for this recording here as well. But I guess to wrap up, I would love to ask you if there is one or two pieces of advice that you would have for a woman who's becoming an entrepreneur, who's looking to step out and run her own business, leave the, the mm. corporate world, chase her dream. You know, what is the one, one big piece of advice that you would give to her? Yes, most certainly. I would, I would say that you've got to follow the feeling. You've got to follow your heart. You, you know, listen to your heart. Your heart does speak. And there is a message that's always been conveyed to you that you, can, that you should feel completely courageous to go after. You know, your family may temporarily reject you. Your friends, some of them may temporarily reject you but you will always reject yourself if you don't say yes to your dreams. You may be accepted by the whole world, but if you can't look yourself in the mirror and say, oh my God, I accept myself, that's the worst thing. So literally step into your power, believe in yourself, know that you can achieve anything. It may be hard sometimes, but saying goodbye to your career that you know isn't right for you anyway, build a bridge and walk and, and walk across the bridge towards your entrepreneurial dream. So it may not happen overnight. Maybe you need to work bit by bit, like kind of reduce your hours until you're able to go completely full time with your business. But trust me, if you just ask for, if you ask those right questions, like Tony Robbins says, he says, you know, ask better questions. And Marie Folio talks about this. You know, mm -hmm. if you can ask better questions, how can I make this dream come true? What is the way? What's the path? then you'll find that bit by bit, you'll begin to be shown those signs and then you can, you know, walk in that path and definitely reach out to mentors or people that you know that are doing this. Get yourself in the round the right people, other women entrepreneurs and Facebook groups. And there's lots of events that you could, you know, go to for beginners and startups. Look out for opportunities and, and run with it. Amazing. Yes. Two big pieces there on just getting yourself and surrounding yourself with, with other women and mentors who are, you know, there to lift you up and just, just chasing after it, just doing it, stepping into your power, asking your brain better questions on how can I make this work? Cause we do get stuck in that. This will never work kind of space sometimes. So absolutely incredible advice and it was amazing to have you on today. I love chatting with you. You just, you have a beautiful energy and so much of that confidence. You. Just, yeah. You just ooze the sparkle and I love it. <laughs> so. oh, thank you so much. It's been so wonderful. And I just hope that this has added value to your listeners and, and I just wish you so much success on your fabulous show. Cause I know it's going to be great and it's going to keep on evolving. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs>
All right. Well, to our listeners, we will chat with you very soon.